Well, hey, everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast, where we connect every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. So today's episode of Redeemed and Restored is entitled God's Faithfulness Takes Center Stage. It seemed that seven months into my healing journey, the Lord began to elaborate his efforts in displaying his faithfulness. It could not have been more stunning to me as he provided example after example to show me the truth about his affection and compassion for me. This was in stark contrast to his judgment and wrath that was always waiting to pour down on me if I made any wrong move or questioned those who represented him. In small and extravagant ways, Jesus provided tangibly and spiritually as my bruised and tattered heart came back to life and experienced the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, bringing new life out of destruction. I shot the intro to this episode in front of the astonishing sanctuary of a house that God provided for me to move into, completely furnished as if I decorated it myself. He spared no expense in providing for me a place to call my own while he taught me who he is and how much he loves me. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more folks can find this podcast and be encouraged. Or you may even know someone who needs to hear this message, so please share the link with others. You may even want to visit my YouTube channel and see the video version of this podcast and connect with what's going on over there. Type into your browser redeemedandrestored.tv and you'll find the video broadcast there. So hey, let's get started. Hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here for this week's edition of Redeemed and Restored. Today's segment is entitled God's Faithfulness Takes Center Stage. Now, during this time in my life, God's faithfulness not only began to take center stage, but it also became a new lens through which I viewed the past and the present, especially that first six months of my deliverance. When I walked away from what I thought for 13 years was the truth, but in reality turned out to be a bona fide Christian cult, I had determined that if that was what God and who God was, then I didn't really want to serve him anymore. True to his faithfulness, he went to work to convince me that what had been presented to me as God was in fact not God. God set out to prove to me that he can be trusted, that he has been grossly misrepresented. Not long after I left, he intentionally wooed me back to himself, first in helping me deprogram through a close friend, then in bringing me to the summit where they were starting that first class in the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality Study. The timing could not have been better. It was the week after I stepped foot in the door of the church. Then he provided a place for me to stay while I got back on my feet and started earning a living. 
He orchestrated a divine appointment when I visited my mom in San Antonio, who was living with my brother at the time, which resulted in working with two different authors, providing for me the income that I needed at that moment. Then when it seemed as if nothing more was coming and I wrestled with whether I should go out and get a job, he sent me not only another author to work with, but a group of authors who had a big event that I needed to represent them for later on that month. The encouraging part of the whole thing was every time I found myself down to nothing in my account and wanted to talk to someone to get my ducks in a row to earn some income, God wouldn't let me. I was learning once again how much he wanted me to know his voice and his faithfulness. If I went out and made things happen, then how would I know if it was him or me making it happen? One example in particular was a coaching assignment God sent my way very specifically. The author said they couldn't move forward until April 30th. On April 25th, I so wanted to ask if she could just send everything over to me early and just postdate the check to make sure that I'd have it on the 30th. Funds were down to so low, I didn't have any extra buffer or an extra day. The Lord just would not let me do that, no matter how much I whined to him about my need. The very next day, on the 26th, I received an email from that author saying, hey, I just dropped everything in the mail today with a check dated for April 30th. Then on top of that, when I emailed her on the 30th to let her know that the paperwork had arrived and to say thank you, she wrote back explaining that it was a total miracle that it had arrived that quickly. Normally, mail took a week to reach Seattle from her small town, but this made it in half the time. Then I started a Bible study fellowship group just a few months before they were taking their summer break. And what were they studying? But James, First and Second Peter, and Jude. Hmm, warnings against false leaders and teachers. How timely. There were so many other instances where his ways built back my trust in him. In all of this, his faithfulness rang true, and I stood in awe of his handiwork. His faithfulness continued front and center as I went through times of healing. On one occasion, it was my day to help clean the church. I showed up at the summit at 10 in the morning. It was an empty building, and it turned out that my cleaning partners had done their part the day before. So I was able to vacuum and dump the trash all by myself. I had the whole place to myself. What a trip. My worship music blared in my headphones. I sang along, knowing all the while that the noise of the vacuum cleaner was drowning out my singing, so it really didn't matter what it sounded like. What freedom! 
It was so surreal the way it reminded me of my last six months at Wine Press. After the sale was completed on April Fool's Day, 2010, it wasn't long before I was busted down to minimum wage, where I ended up being given the job of cleaning the Wine Press offices. Yes, you heard me right. I was the co-founder and demoted to the cleaning lady. Every morning, I would drag around a 30-gallon trash bag and dump everyone's trash. Really, I tried to have a good attitude while I trudged around the entire building, up the stairs, down the stairs, up the stairs, down the stairs. Never once did I have the freedom to listen to worship music and praise God while I worked. But looking back, by that point, even if I'd had the opportunity to do so, I'm not sure I would have. It was an incredibly oppressive environment where walking on eggshells was the order of the day. I remember secretly being thankful someone else was getting in trouble because then that meant that Tim and Malcolm were busy dealing with that person instead of bothering me. It was a sad situation. But that day at the summit was a new day, a day of freedom in Christ and a celebration of almost seven months of deliverance from my long years of bondage. It was such a joy to push that vacuum around and dump the trash and clean the bathroom. The Lord's love overwhelmed me more than once as I thanked him for all he had done for me. And I marveled at how he had placed me in such a safe place, such a good church where grace and mercy were abounding. So not long after this full circle moment, God stepped up his game in providing for me. Not only had he orchestrated a new business partnership that would enable me to earn like a steady income, but he also provided a place for me to live. As I was on my way home Friday from the business meeting where we had actually all come together and agreed to move forward on this new venture, I called my friend to let her know the good news. She said, pull over and write this number down. This is your house. A few hours earlier, she had driven over to the local farm store in town to look for some boots. And on her way back, she noticed a for rent sign in the yard of her all-time favorite house in all of Enumclaw. She told me she used to always drive by this house and loved the improvements that they were making. She was always wishing someone she knew could live there. I quickly called the number and left a message, and it wasn't long before I got a call back. The voice on the other end explained to me that I was the second person to call and leave a message. And she went on to say that she really wasn't going to call anybody back until tonight, but she felt impressed and compelled to call me now. As I shared a little bit of my story with her, she told me if I wanted the place, she would not call the other person back. She would take the sign down and would actually rent it to me, sight unseen, 
no face-to-face meeting. I told her I could tell just by seeing the outside that I would be happy with the inside. I simply felt like it was God's hand all over the situation, and I was all in. We agreed to meet on Sunday morning before church so I could actually see the inside of the house, and my friend and I went over to take a look, and it was just like visiting with a longtime friend. The landlord was just, it was like I'd known her forever. She had moved into that house during a traumatic transition time in her own life and had created a sanctuary out of it. She could see that it was the perfect place for me with everything I'd been through. It was like God set it up and orchestrated everything. When I told her I didn't have any furniture or anything and that I would just be kind of furnishing it piecemeal a little bit at a time, She looked around the living room and said, well, do you like what's here? I can let you have that too, whatever you want. I was stunned. I mean, honestly, I felt lightheaded and almost at a loss for words. The house was decorated exactly like I would decorate a house. The colors, the furniture, the lighting fixtures, everything down to the smallest detail. I went from there to church and then back again to meet with her and work out all the details. I was stunned at God's goodness. Later on that week, I moved all my earthly possessions, which was clothes and books, into what felt like a bed and breakfast, a beautiful sanctuary, a place of rest. How fitting that this provision would all culminate on the seven-month anniversary of my deliverance from bondage. On the seventh day, God rested, and that safe harbor would be a place for me to rest in God like never before. So as I continued my healing journey with the Lord, He insisted that I learn to wait on Him. As I looked back on that first seven months, I saw so many times when my natural tendency would have been to just make it happen, whether it was a work situation or finding a place to live. Actually, about a month after returning to church, I had a great opportunity to go to a philanthropy conference in Chicago and find a bunch of prospective book projects I could have easily made it happen and found the money to fly down there and stay in a hotel. But I decided if God really wanted me to go, he would make a way, not me. He didn't, so I didn't go down that road. Another opportunity came up where I could have had this part-time job in exchange for free rent right here in Enumclaw. It was a 55-plus community that was owned by someone at the summit, and they were really excited about the possibilities of me being that person. I was at the point of being tired of living in a 100-square-foot rented room. Even though I dearly loved my landlord and had no problem or complaints with the living conditions, I was just like, 
anxious to get on with my life and have my own place. I really wanted that situation to be my answer, but I just could not move forward with that either. Countless times, I went on a resume rampage, sending out dozens of resumes. I even built a blog called Why Hire Athena Dean. Overall, I really struggled with the waiting game and the lessons that God wanted to teach me. But I began to recognize that these were good lessons. Had I made things happen in any of those other opportunities, then how would I have known? Whether it was my success or God. I would have always wondered in the back of my mind, is this really God's will or did I just make this thing happen? As I packed up my room in anticipation of moving into the Lord's clear provision for me, I was struck by the scripture I taped up to my mirror when I first moved into that little one-room rental on February 1st. It said, Psalm 31, 23, God takes care of all who stay close to him. The closer I stayed to him, waiting on him for clear direction and provision, the more he took care of me. Instead of me doing my independent, strong woman thing, like I had so many times in the past, I finally got the hang of depending on him. I had to chuckle when my new landlord texted me to say that she wasn't quite ready for me to move in. She had planned on having me move that next day, but she wasn't going to be able to get the carpet clean and everything done for me until maybe like the next Tuesday or Wednesday. Of course, my first response was, I want it now. But I just had to remember I'm on God's timetable not my own. He provided the work so that I could afford that house. And he provided the house and a landlord who had a heart to see me blessed with such a sanctuary of a home. A type A get her done kind of gal. I was learning pretty late in life that good things take time. And I will grow more as I learn to embrace the waiting. As I walked it out, I gained new strength and sang a new song. Like it says in Isaiah 40, 31, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So, hey, thanks for joining me today. I'd sure appreciate it if you would like, follow, share, and comment on the episode. And I would love to connect with you and just hear how God is working in your life. My name is Athena Dean Holtz, and this is Redeemed and Restored. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast, brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who could use the encouragement. 
And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.